From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, eye dropping. So, so to the best of our knowledge, this is the first case of transconjunctival LSD in the eye. First this. I travel a lot. It's one of the perks of the work I do. As fantastic as Hangzhou or Jaipur or Barcelona are, I'm always amazed at how beautiful my own country is. Nowhere is this more in evidence than in Park City, Utah. Words truly fail. That's why I'm so happy that ASERS holds its surgical summit in Park City. Join me in this collegial, informal, and highly educational event in one of the most beautiful places on earth. Go to surgicalsummit.iworld.org. That's surgicalsummit, one word, dot iworld. I'll see you on the slopes. New York City has everything. Japanese bookstores, Indian spice shops, K-Town, Dumbo, and people who reframe the idea of being bizarre. I've lived in New York most of my life, and if not actually jaded, let's say I'm difficult to surprise. But Danielle Lowe did just that with her case presentation, now in press in Cornea. I'll let her explain. I've attended clinics at Bellevue for more than 20 years, and I've seen my share of bizarre. However, the case that you recently published in Cornea really takes the cake. I have a lot of questions to ask, but let's just start out with a case presentation. Absolutely. I'm excited to share with you a case that I saw while on call that is by far one of the most interesting cases I've seen this year. This is a 18-year-old gentleman who presented to the emergency department at Bellevue with bilateral eye redness, photophobia, and severe pain that started one day prior to presentation. He had confessed to me rather timidly that the night prior he had placed LSD tablets consisting of strips of LSD impregnated blotting paper into the inferior fornix of each eye for approximately 15 minutes. He noted burning in both eyes and subsequently removed the tabs, but developed eye pain and was found to have localized bilateral inferior corneal and conjunctival abrasions that were kissing in that the conjunctival abrasion was involving the bulbar and the palpebral conjunctiva and corresponded to the presumed location of the blotting paper. Huh. And so let, let me ask you this. So we're obviously, I, I want to talk about uh, the, what, what all, all of these, this, this, this case means and, and you, why on earth this gentleman did this, but um, how, how did you manage him? I mean, just from a purely ophthalmological clinical standpoint, what, what did you do and how did he fare? Right. So, so when he came in, his vision was 20-20. He had a lot of pain and the corneal abrasions were small. So they measured about two to three millimeters in each eye. And so we treated them with topical moxifloxacin drops and erythromycin ointment just for lubrication and comfort. And on follow-up appointment the next day, he reported significant improvement in his symptoms. With a, and on exam, he had a decrease in the size of the corneal and conjunctival epidemic 
defect. But he unfortunately was lost to follow up over the next few days. And when we tried to contact him, he said that he his symptoms had completely resolved and he did not he did not want to return for real evaluation. Now, um, to my knowledge, uh, LSD is neither an anesthetic nor an analgesic did, did he have when when he presented with these symptoms did he have pain did, did he have sensation in, he, in, he had pain he had a lot of pain and that's what prompted him to come in to see us in the emergency room so let 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 me ask you to sort of speculate here but by what mechanism do you feel that the lsd administration caused this conjunctival problem do first of all do you think that it was from the drug or from the blotting paper uh, into which the drug was infused so so lsd is colloquially known as acid um so you would think that it would cause some sort of chemical burn um, in the patient's eyes but the pka of lsd is actually 7.8 so it's so a it's, basic. it's a weak base um and so we hypothesize that it's causing injury as a toxic irritant rather than an acidic or alkaline burn. Unfortunately, you know, we there was no pre-irrigation pH when we saw him. The ED had already placed Morgan lenses for irrigation. Um, and afterwards, the ocular pH was 7 to 7.2. So we don't really know what the pH was when he came in. One of the setbacks of our our theory is that we don't actually know what's in the LSD because of the unregulated nature of the black market. So we don't know if the LSD was laced with any other substances. So we don't know if it was purely um, a toxic irritant or if there was other materials inside that could have caused him to present this way. Now, um, we're, we're sort of, you and I, are done with the clinical management of, of this patient. But, of course, that's not what got this case published in uh, a cornea. Let's, let's, let's talk about the novelty here. It, it is, uh, so I'm, I'm curious whether the, this administration was a, a demonstration of creativity on the, the, the patient's part or, or whether this is, uh, as you could say, uh, a... A thing um, it, it is conjunctival drug abuse novel to this case, or or is there any precedent for it? So, so to the best of our knowledge, this is the first case of transconjunctival LSD in the eye. But there have been two prior reported cases of uh, transconjunctival drug abuse from heroin in which users were placing heroin in the inferior fornix, and they also resulted in these kissing lesions in the conjunctiva. So, so it's rare, but it's, it's not new. I understand that ocular LSD abuse has been, been demonstrated on, on social media. I mean, I, I, I know this from, from you. Uh, what what can you can you tell me about this? Yeah, when when I heard about this first, I was incredulous, and this is the first time I heard anything about this form of drug delivery. So naturally, I googled it, and sure enough, there are Reddit forums describing, debating, and um, discussing how to do this. And I even came across a video on YouTube of a young adult uh, res- recording herself um, using transconjunctival LSD at popular music festivals. So when I met the patient, he had explained to me that he was eye dropping or rather dropping acid in his eyes and he had 
heard this from his peers at school and had seen it passed around on social media. Um, so this, of course, is, is very dangerous from an ophthalmologist's standpoint because sharing of these videos can motivate other young LSD users to attempt this very unconventional route of administration and unfortunately sustain injuries that can be toxic to the eyes. So what is the rationale then, at, at least from the, the drug user's perspective, for ocular administration of a, of a drug of, of yeah abuse. yeah so I, I i can't speak for others who are using this approach or, or speak to the validity of their beliefs but um my patient explained to me that he and many of his peers believe that the transconjunctival route would make the effects of the drug more potent or be absorbed into the bloodstream faster uh, but this again is is not always true if a conjunctival application of LSD proves so toxic, uh, and, and this is clearly in the in the case that that, that you that you published, uh, and if this route of administration has been demonstrated multiple times on social media, why are we not seeing more of these patients in in our clinics and our practices? That that's a really good question. Um, it appears that the majority of these patients are young adolescents who otherwise don't want to disclose that they're doing drugs to their doctors or to their parents or even come to the emergency room to seek care. My patient was actually brought to the ER by his mom, and he had lied and told her that he thought he had an eye infection, but once the door was closed, he had confided that his symptoms were really because he had put LSD in, in, um, in his eyes the night before and he didn't want to tell his mom. It's also possible that other drug users apply the drug for shorter periods of time, or as seen in one of the online videos, they may place it deeper in the inferotemporal cul-de-sac of their inferior fornici, so it's further away from the cornea, and this might make the toxic effects of the transconjunctival abuse less noticeable if they don't sustain painful corneal abrasions, if it's further away from the cornea. As you as you mentioned earlier, the the closest case comparison published one uh, is with transconjunctival heroin. How did the presentation for this patient differ uh, from what had been published about transconjunctival heroin? So in, in the previous cases, the cases with transconjunctival heroin had repeated exposures to drug abuse. And so this resulted in a subacute inflammation with corneal stromal opacification, um, and some had superimposed infectious keratitis on top of that. In LSD, after an acute exposure, the patient of mine had really painful corneal abrasions. And so contrary to heroin use, which may allow for repeat exposure, this acute and painful ex experience probably serves as a deterrent for repeat transconjunctival administration of LSD. So uh, as you said, this patient confided in you once the door was, was, was closed uh, what, what he had done. Had the patient not been frank about the, the, this administration of uh, drug, are there any clinical clues that might tip an ophthalmologist off that conjunctival drug administration might be an etiology for an unusual patient presentation. Yeah, the key feature in this case that tipped me off was that there was this very atypical corneal conjunctival lesion that was associated with these kissing lesions. So it was in the bulbar and palpebral conjunctiva. It looked like there had been some sort of tablet or a piece of, piece of blotting paper that was touching that area. 
And these kissing lesions are usually in the inferior fornix and they correspond to the location of the drug placement. So looking for these clinical clues may help in and aid in the diagnosis of transconjunctival drug abuse. But when when the patient saw you, he had, I mean, it obviously hadn't been, I guess it hadn't been that that long since he had he'd put it in. Was he obviously tripping? No. So he came the morning after. So he had come down from, from his high and he came in the morning after. But, but you know, it, it was very imp- apparent to me that he wasn't telling the whole story yeah. um, because he, he was cagey initially and then asked for his mom to leave and then subsequently confided in me what had happened. I, I don't want to represent this as a tremendous public health issue be, because, as you and I just said, this is, uh, these cases are, are not coming into our clinics um, w- with any sort of frequency, although... As you mentioned, with the the advertising of this this methodology on on social media, maybe we're just at the at the cusp. Is there any sort of message that we should be pu- putting out to address this potential public health problem? Yeah, I think it's important to have awareness that this is a form of drug abuse. Um, I think it's very unconventional, so ophthalmologists aren't thinking about it. Uh, But with the advent of social media, uh, young adolescents are sharing videos of themselves on Facebook, on Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and it can really accelerate when there is a trend um, of something being done. So I think it's important for us to be aware that this is a mode of uh, drug use and just to be cognizant of it when a young patient comes in with otherwise healthy eyes but has these bizarre lesions and can't be explained by anything else. Yeah, really, really, really crazy stuff. I mean, crazy on a on a lot of levels. But yeah, I I, I will. Um, I, I'm confident that uh, based on all these things that you've told me, that I'm not going to uh, miss any case of this uh, should someone walk into my office. Um, Danielle, I want to thank you very, very much. This was really, really interesting stuff. Uh, really super interesting case. Uh, I want to thank you for the generosity of your time with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Danielle Lowe comes to us from the Department of Ophthalmology at the New York University School of Medicine in New York, New York. Her paper, Eye Dropping, a case report of transconjunctival lysergic acid diethylamide, LSD, drug abuse, is in press in cornea. Ask questions of Dr. Lowe or any of our previous guests or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Write to me with your questions or comments at josh at iWorld.org. As Seen From Here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.